Good morning and welcome to the Fellowship in the Word morning devotional. With, morning, everyone. With Pastor White and uh, with myself. My name is Ben White. And um, uh, what we've done is we're taking these daily devotionals that we're doing, or I guess we could say weekly devotionals. We're not really doing uh, daily devotionals, uh, but we're trying to consolidate all of these and put them together in a podcast. And we're going to start calling these uh, morning devotionals uh, Fellowship in the Word. Fellowship in the Word. Because we are from Fellowship Baptist Church. Get the opportunity to open up God's Word and to talk about it. And we get to fellowship with you guys as we do this live, which is always a lot of fun. And uh, this Fellowship in the Word is really where we just have practical down-to-earth discussions on biblical truth and how it applies to our everyday life. So uh, we're so glad you're able to join us today live. And uh, if you're not able to join us live, you can obviously rewatch the videos or download the podcast, Fellowship in the Word with Pastor White. And we're just getting it up and going. So uh, I was even working this morning on getting that pushed out to all of the podcasting platforms, but it should be all up within the next week or so. And I know it's already on iTunes and some of the other ones. So... Anyways, great to have everybody online this morning. Uh, Good to see you, Margaret Avery. (coughs) Uh, Good to see Zachary. Good to have you on, my friend. Uh, We got Judy. Judy on this morning. Uh, Terry Pierce. Uh, We got Debbie Kronbach on. Uh, Grandma Duncan. Good to see you guys all this morning. Sam Russell's on. and Great to have all you guys here with us here on Fellowship in the Word. How you doing, Dad? I'm troubled. Troubled? Yeah. You know, our Lord Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, but I, I have a, a very troubled heart this morning. Mm. I'm very sad as I see what's happening in our country. Um, we see all these riots breaking out in uh, some of our major cities. Uh, we received a text this morning from Pam telling us that there's going to be demonstrations here in, uh, in Jackson today. Uh, and we need to pray about that. Um, but just so, so I'm just so troubled mm. over where we are as a nation. And we talk about the judgment of God and God removing his hand from uh, a nation. And I think we're seeing this uh, all over. It, it just, it's horrifying as I was watching a little bit of the news this morning, uh, they interviewed a couple there in New York whose business has been shut down now for several weeks because of the coronavirus, and they're right on the edge of uh, having to close. They put their whole life hmm. into this business, and, um, and they burned it down last night. Hmm. It's, it's just unbelievable. Uh, what we're seeing uh, transpire today. And uh, Ben, I just, you know, as I was thinking about all this and kind of rehearsing in my mind uh, what we preached on yesterday, um, I couldn't help but see how these things are just, they're they're tied together. Mm. And so I know this morning we were supposed to deal with uh, discerning the will of God and kind of finish up those principles and and then to move on to how do we really know that we're in the center of God's will. But uh, because I have a troubled heart, um, 
Uh, I wanted to share some things with you this morning um, uh, about where we're at uh, as a nation. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, let's turn to uh, 2 Timothy, passage of Scripture that I read uh, yesterday during the morning service. <coughs> chapter 3. This know also that in the last days. So uh, God has prepared us for the days in which we are now living, the last days, days just prior to the coming of our Lord and Savior. This know also that in the last days, perilous. These are perilous times. These are troublesome times. Mm. Shall come. <coughs> and they have come. For many shall be... I am so sorry. Forgive me for my coughing. For men should be lovers of their own selves. If this does not describe the age in which we now live and what we see being manifested uh, over uh, the news broadcast. For men should be lovers of their own selves, covetous. To see these stores being looted, it's, mm. it's un believable mm. what's happening. Lovers of their own selves, covetous boasters, proud blasphemers. I mean, getting in the face of our officials who are there for our protection and for our safety and the vile things that are being said to our law enforcement. Disobedient to parents. Well, that's where it all started right there unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, meaning no self-control, fierce, to see our capital 200 yards from the White House on fire. Mm. I think there were some 15 plus policemen that had to be taken to the ER. Hmm. Despisers of those that are good. These law officers are ministers of God to us for good. Traitors, heady, high-minded. And this is where we were yesterday, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Well, because we've forsaken the Lord, we've turned to the love of pleasure. You know, this no longer is about the death of George Floyd. Hmm. This has developed into much more than that. Someone actually sent me a text and asked me, where is that verse that talks about how they take pleasure in rioting? Hmm. And it's in uh, 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 13, and I quote, They that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. We see these riots now going on at night. Usually it's men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. This is done in the darkness, but it's being done in broad daylight now, spilling over into the darkness of the night, becoming worse and worse. 
that they count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. I think we all know as, as God's people that life is not about our pleasure, it's about His. And think of those who are rioting right now, their, their selfish motives, doing it for their own pleasure, not doing it really to protest this awful death of uh, George Floyd. That was a terrible thing. Horrible. To see that happen and to watch that um, was just a terrible thing. But it's like we were talking just the other day. I can't remember who we were talking to. Maybe it was at the uh, fellowship with the young adults. (coughs) How that um, when one policeman does something that uh, is inappropriate, wrong, and in this case was murder, I think it's pretty evident that it was murder, uh, all the policemen are labeled with that. Um, some of the vile things that were being spray-painted on the walls of these stores and places of business concerning the police. It's like... Is this really the country that we live in now? Mm. I don't know, Ben. I'm just so troubled. Philippians chapter 2. It says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, (coughs) I wish that was true of me, not only in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, For it is God which worketh in you, listen to this, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Not of our good pleasure, of what we want to do or how we want to live, but of his good pleasure. As I saw that all transpiring, I mean in one city after another, after another, after another, and then see it taking place in our capital with the White House in the background. Mm. I'm saying, man, we need the Lord. Yeah. This, country, this country needs Jesus. We need Christ. These people lost need to be redeemed, just living for the lust of their own flesh, out of control, no self-control. We know that the Bible says we were created for his pleasure. For it is God which worketh in you. Are we letting God work in us? You that are listening to me today, are are you letting God do a work in your heart and in your life? Or have you been resistant to that? For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And then the next verse says this, do all things without murmuring and disputings. Hmm. What do we see going on in these murmuring and disputings? And then he says that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked crooked and perverse nation. We now have a crooked and perverse nation that we live in, among whom ye shine as lights in this world. You know, you've heard it said, the darker the night, the brighter the light, right? Mm. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. 
Well, if there was ever a time to let our light shine and to let the light of the gospel shine through us to a lost, dark, and dying world, it's today. This, this is a wake-up call to Christ church. We've been through a lot in these past few months. Yeah. And I never thought we would be to this place, but we are. It's so sad. The Bible said, Bless ye the Lord, all his host, ye ministers of his to do his pleasure. We are his ministers. God has given us an opportunity now to minister to people. When the Bible talks about lost, this, this is what lost is. As you look out and observe what's going on all around us. So I guess I have a question for you this morning. What is your focus on life? Is it on pleasing yourself or is it on pleasing the Lord? If it's on pleasing yourself, well, you're right in the same category as what we're seeing displayed before us now in every broadcast. You know, it was Corona, 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 Corona. Now it's riot, riot, riot. What's it going to be next? Mm. It says that they all may be damned who believe not the truth. That's the problem. They haven't been brought the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. They're literally taking pleasure in this rioting. Why? Because they receive not the love of the truth that mm. they might be saved. Well, it's true that sin has pleasure for a season. That season doesn't last very long, does it, son? No. It quickly, quickly runs its course. The Bible talks about a woman here. Usually we put it in uh, the context of uh, the male. But here it says this. It says, but she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. Mm. You want to be dead while you live? Just live for your own pleasure. That's a, that's a death, death life. It says, he that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. He that loveth wine and oil will not be rich. I'm telling you, we, we, how many times have you heard this preacher say, we reap what we sow? Ben, what we're seeing right now, we are reaping as a country mm. what we have sown. May God use it to wake us up. Well, there's two kinds of pleasure, there's unrighteous pleasure, and then there's righteous pleasure. The Bible said, Thou wilt show me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. You really want to have pleasure in life? Get right with God, walk with God, live for God, obey God. Don't live for yourself, but live for Him. And I love what it says here, he will give you pleasures forevermore. Not just a temporary pleasure. But when I think of evermore, you know what I think of? <clears throat> Forever and ever and ever. Not only will he give us pleasures to enjoy in this life, but also throughout all of eternity. Well, last yesterday I, I made a, I'm going to quiz you now. Oh boy. Awesome. Do you remember... When I ended the message yesterday, I talked about Eden. 
What did the name Eden mean? Do you remember? It meant pleasure yes. or, yeah, pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I never knew that until last week and I was preparing for the message yesterday. Eden meant pleasure. As long as Adam and Eve were walking with God, they had unbelievable pleasures. True pleasure. But what messed it all up? Sin. Sin has always messed everything up, hasn't it? From the beginning right to this very present time, it's messed everything up. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. What things? All the things that the world is seeking after. God says, I'll just give you. But seek first my kingdom, mm. not, not yours. Seek my kingdom. I guess I'll end with this and then you can just share whatever God has been putting on your heart. But Moses, Hebrews 11.25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He made that choice. Well, we see a lot of cho wrong choices being made, and then we see the consequences for those wrong choices. May God, may God forgive us as a nation. Mm. May God forgive us as his people. We are, the, we are the salt. We are the light. Really, the church is the moral conscience of a nation. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith will it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be trodden under the foot of men. Mm. You think of how the church, you know, I mentioned yesterday uh, 1,200 pastors in California said they're going to defy the governor's orders and they're going to reopen their church. Uh, well, one of those churches is the church that your uncle goes to, Uncle Mike. Mm. And a very large church, I think they run a couple thousand in attendance. They said enough was enough yesterday and they opened their doors and it went without incident but they expect today that they're going to be given a summons, and it very well could be that time. The government's going to come and shut the church down and haul that preacher off to jail. <sighs> Choosing rather to suffer affliction than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. If there's ever been a time when we need to stand up for what is right, it's today. Mm. Let your voice be heard and let it be heard with love and compassion. And uh, I think we all grieve over what we witnessed, the death of that young man. But what has transpired as a result of that is so very wrong. Hmm. So I don't know, Ben, anything you want to add to that? Well, I, <clears throat> I just find it interesting that the, the conversation in our country, as far as politically, has been, is the church essential? And, and, and what you're seeing 
what is what happens when people don't go to church. That's right. That's what happens when people don't have the... These aren't our brothers and sisters in Christ that are out there doing this. No. That's for sure. This is what happens when a, a country is unchurched. It's, it's what happens when they're not raised uh, with the moral standard of the scriptures and the Bible. Uh, you know, we as Christians, we, <clears throat> what we call sin is anything that violates the moral law of God. Anything you say, do, or think that goes against God's moral law in the scriptures. That's, that's what we call sin. So you go against God's moral law. And God has given his moral law. It's, it's the manual for successful, blessed, peaceable living. It's just the way it is. You follow God's moral law. I even think about back in the Old Testament. God, uh, uh, besides the moral law, gave the children of Israel other laws to follow. And think about this. Think about this. Back in the Old Testament, what were some of the laws that he gave them? to wash their hands before they ate. How interesting. Well, there was the moral laws, there was the social laws, there were the religious laws, there were the dietary laws. You know, all for a reason, all for a purpose. So God gives them the law. <coughs> One of the laws was to wash your hands before you ate. Okay, nowadays, we just understand that that's the benefits and that that's something we should do. They didn't know that back then. But they were just like, this is something God told us to do. It's what we need to do. Look, God gave them that law for their protection, for their a, health. For some reason, this one popped into my mind, and that is, he said, you don't, uh, you don't drink milk and eat meat. Hmm. What's wrong with drinking milk and eating meat? Because that reacts in your digestive system, hmm. and it causes issues. Uh, now, who would ever know that? Yeah. You know? God. <laughs> yeah, God. Uh, who would ever know? Circumcision to be done on the eighth day. Why the eighth day? Because that's when the vitamin K level soars to the highest it'll ever be in the life of a of a child, which causes the blood to coagulate, which very little bleeding takes place. So God's moral law has been given to us for our benefit, for a peaceable nation, for peaceable families relational things, uh, for quality work to be done, right? Think about how many people would want employees with character. Those things are taught at church. Those things are taught at church because at church is where you, the, God's moral law is communicated. That's why I said yesterday, it's time to get back in church. Time to get back in church. So I just find it so ironic that the big question is, is church essential? And that's what states are kicking around. Some have said yes. Some have said no. But that at the very time of this conversation, is church essential? We have the civil... I was talking to a man last night. He said to me, he said, I am so sick of watching church on live stream. <laughs> but you're right, Ben. Boy, you take this word and you remove it from our classrooms. You remove it from our courts. You remove it from our government. You remove it from family life. Mm. Um, we like watching all the old shows. 
that's just that's who we are. So last night we had a couple of the grandkids over and uh, we were watching uh, uh, Andy Griffith. Mm. Oh, that is so Barney is so funny. He is hilarious. I lo I love it. You know, and yet you look at there's all kinds of moral values. Mm. That are being taught on the Andy Griffith show. Right. Just culturally back then it was Another just accepted. Another show we, we like to watch is The Virginian. It's an old western. So a lot of people don't even know what The Virginian is. But uh, uh, you watch that. They're talking about God. They're talking about the Bible. It's just kind of just a part of life. Yep. They're quoting scripture. That's all gone. It's gone. And it's been replaced with what we see happening right now. Humanism. We're all our own. We make the decision between what's right and wrong. You know, truth, sad, truth is relevant. This is the sad thing. I'm getting some time meditating on next week's message. It's going to be about Demas. Demas hath forsaken me. What? Having loved this present world. It's like a disease that has come into the church. You know, mm -hmm. we're so concerned about the coronavirus, we need to be more concerned about this disease of the Demas disease. Sin. How many, how many of our people have been taken out? Mm. Love not the world. The Demas disease. So that's... Yeah. The well, anyway. The truth of God's word has never been... It's always been as relevant as can possibly be, but it's never been more relevant than now. And you're seeing what is happening culturally when God's word and the truths and the moral standard of God's word are being taken out. And how, even think about how many times over the years have our very own members mocked and fought against the moral standard of the scriptures. We've been warning. We've been warning about this like forever. The question is, I guess, will you submit to God's word? Will you submit to the fact that God's moral standard is the standard that we should live by? Uh, what the scripture says, that's, you know, that's one of the things that we always hold to. Uh, the Bible is our sole authority of faith and practice. We get the things that we do and we practice, we get that from the scriptures itself. It's been there since <laughs> for thousands of years, holding true, and that's, that's what we hold to. That's what we hold to here at Fellowship Baptist Church. Uh, that's, that's, this is our ultimate standard, is the scriptures. And, and the question is, is that your ultimate standard? Or do you like to... Just pick and choose parts of the scripture that you'll follow, but then others that you're like, ah, that one's not as big a deal. We can't keep murdering babies. We can't condone what God says is perversion mm. and homosexuality. I'll leave, leave you with this verse. Ezekiel 33, 11. Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord, I have no pleasure hmm. in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. 
Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. For why will you die? The only thing that's going to change anything is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's it. The supernatural work of the gospel of Jesus Christ in the lives of people. You know, you can share morality and all these things, but it's really the gospel. Once people accept the gospel of Jesus Christ, that's what changes the heart. The heart of every problem is a problem in the heart. Every one of those rioting out there have a problem in the heart that only can be solved by Christ. Heavenly Father, we come before you today and we're so concerned and sorrowful and brokenhearted over what we see happening all around us and hearing that here just in a few hours there's going to be demonstrations here in, uh, in Jackson, Lord. Would you please, please help our law enforcement as they try to keep the peace. Father, I think of, I heard that two people were, were shot last night in uh, Minneapolis. I don't even know who, who shot them and killed. We think of all these store owners whose stores have been looted and burned to the ground. We think of police stations that have been burned. Pray for those policemen that have had to be taken into the emergency because of being hit by bricks and other objects. Father, I pray for our president. I believe sometime today he's going to speak to what's happening. Father, would you give him wisdom? Give our police officials wisdom. Father, give our leaders Bring, bring them to realize this is something far beyond our control and that they need the Lord. Hmm. I pray that uh, Governor Whitmore will give her heart to Jesus and you'd save our country. May this be a wake-up call that we need to put God back into our society and our hmm. culture open our churches. Father, for these churches in California, and I'm sure there's other states that are, have been threatened. I know there is. And I know I've heard some pastors in other states that have taken these orders to cease and desist. And uh, Father, are, are not going to, not going to obey these orders. Father, I pray for these pastors, help them to stay strong. Even if it means that they have to spend some time in jail, Father, help them to remain strong. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great day, guys.